Welcome to reading podcast for this week. This week, we're going to take a break from our journals and you're going to sit back and you're going to listen to a story that I am going to read to you. I'm going to provide you with a little bit of background and purpose for your listening today. So before this pandemic hit and before schools closed, Foster and I had a plan. Plan was to delve into a nonfiction text unit. And we had this beautiful, well-organized unit plan in place. And then, well, you know. So today I'm going to share with you one of the stories and lessons we had prepared in that unit. So needless to say, the story I'm about to read to you is a nonfiction text, which means it's based on facts. And the story I'm about to read to you, in other words, is a true story. The story also has a bit of an element of mystery built into it, which is a little bit of fun, and it also gives you an opportunity to practice your inferencing skills. So the story will be divided up into two parts. Part one, I'm going to share with you today, and then I'm going to leave you with a bit of a cliffhanger and give you a chance to predict the true solution. Now try not to Google the answer. Try and just make a prediction and wait till tomorrow to see how it goes. And then tomorrow I will post part two, which will reveal the ending and the solution to the story. And then you can see how your predictions compared to the real story. Okay. So I want you to sit back and listen to the mystery of the messy desk. So the story, The Mystery of the Messy Desk, is a story from the Non-Fiction Comprehension Cliffhangers Resource, and it's by Tom Conklin. So here we go. Here is a bit of an intro. So Alexander Fleming was never a tidy person. Throughout his life, he kept his desk and his room in a messy state. Fortunately for us, Alexander combined a sharp mind with his sloppy habits. Part 1. Alexander Fleming was born in 1881 in Scotland. His family lived on a vast 800-acre farm, miles from the nearest town. Along with his seven brothers and sisters, Alexander spent much of his time exploring the streams and hillsides of the countryside. Wandering around in nature was a huge part of Alexander's education. By the time Alexander was 14 years old, his brother Tom had left Scotland to become a doctor in, in London. Alexander was sent to London to be with his brother and to go to school in the big city. At first, Alexander studied to become a businessman. After school, he got a job as an office clerk. The job bored young Alex, who missed the fun he had had roaming the fields of Scotland. When he was about 20 years old, Alexander was looking for direction in his life. His brother Tom suggested that Alexander follow in his footsteps and become a doctor. Alexander took tests to see if he was smart enough for medical school and got top scores. He didn't know which of London's medical schools to go to. With no good reason to pick one school over another, he picked St. Mary's Hospital's medical school because he had played water polo against them and knew they had a good team. Now, St. Mary's Hospital had one of the world's leading researchers on germs and bacteria on its staff. That doctor... Almroth Wright was studying how the human body fights off germs and bacteria that cause infections and disease. 
Although Alexander wanted to become a surgeon, he began studying with Dr. Wright. Alexander loved the mental challenge of doing research. Back then, the study of immunology, the science of how the body fights off disease, was growing quickly. Every healthy person born with a body, sorry, every healthy person is born with a body that can fight off disease. Doctors call our natural ability to fight off disease our immune system. It is only when our bodies are injured or when we are infected with powerful germs that our immune system fails. That's why we become sick. Young Alexander was one of the only many doctors studying the immune system. Those doctors discovered that certain chemicals like iodine can disinfect a cut or scratch. The chemicals kill the bacteria that can cause an infection. In 1914, Alexander and the rest of the world's doctors faced a huge challenge. That year, World War I broke out in Europe. Alexander joined the British Army and headed to the battlefields. The war was a giant disaster. Millions of men were mowed down by bullets and bombs. Alexander and the doctors working to save the wounded were frustrated in their work. They found that even they managed even if they managed to treat a soldier's wound, the soldier was still likely to die from infections. After the war, Alexander returned to St. Mary's and his research work. He was by then a well-respected member of the school, but he had the habits he formed as a boy in the wilds of Scotland. He was not very tidy and he was also absent-minded. However, his sloppiness led to his first breakthrough in 1920. That year, Alexander was in his lab. He had a petri dish, a round piece of glass, inside which he was growing a sample of bacteria. Alexander felt a tickle in his nose. Then he sneezed all over his petri dish. Feeling embarrassed and a little grossed out, Alexander set the dish aside and started working on another project. Later, when he went to clean the dish, Alexander was shocked by what he saw. The dish he had sneezed on was clear of bacteria. The mucus from his sneeze had killed them. Alexander had a brainstorm. He realized that something in his body had produced, that he had produced, had killed the germs. Alexander began working to identify the chemicals in the body that destroy germs and bacteria. He called them lysozymes and found them in bodily fluids like tears and mucus. By 1928, Alexander was studying staph infections. Staph is a nasty bacteria that can, that can infect cuts or puncture wounds. Alexander had dozens of petri dishes loaded with staph examples lying around his messy lab. It was summer and Alexander decided to give himself a break and take a two-week vacation. Now when Alexander returned from his two-week vacation, he decided it was time to clean up his lab. He stacked up his petri dishes and took them to the sink for washing. As he scrubbed the staff cultures from the dishes, Alexander came to one dish that made him stop. Like the other dishes, this one was covered by a film of bacteria, but with a big difference. This dish had tiny dots scattered on it. Each of the dots was surrounded by a clear halo where the staph infection had been killed. Alexander's heart raced. He knew he had stumbled onto something, but he didn't know what. He retraced his steps 
and figured out where the dish had been left. He stowed it on his messy desk near an open window before leaving for his vacation two weeks before. Something, have must have, something must have blown in from the outdoors, but what? So take a minute, what could have been, what killed that staph infection? So go to the Google Classroom, find your assignment for making predictions, part one, and make your predictions as to what you think it could have been. And stay tuned for tomorrow's podcast for part two that will reveal the solution to our story.